the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 200... 281 of the part yeah 281 of the heart of the podcast uh for this one, we're going to call it a moment to breathe why we actually had a week of training and a chance to figure out what the heck is going on and to uh honestly recover from an amazing amazing run of games where we did pretty good for what we did um so we're going to cover those games we're going to cover where we're at right now we're going to talk about seattle we're going to talk about the, the fc dallas match a little bit of lafc too and much much more of course to do this i'm going to bring my brother in tony tony how are you doing tonight doing pretty well um rough week luckily i have football to distract me especially with new international kits also new international world cup women's kits which actually are pretty are pretty cool from the adidas sides of what i've seen um excited for the turnout at per uh per uh progress brewing company so shout out to all the black army who shout out that and you know i'm excited for the week excited for the breakdown and also of course apple tv helps a lot when you need to prep for a podcast <laughs> yes it does uh i would highly suggest it to all of you uh, to definitely check out the previews for all of the matches they really do cover it well they let both sides kind of get some air and do it themselves to really give you an idea as to what's going on. Press conferences are usually included. It's it's a pretty good setup um, from Apple TV. I'm really happy with what I've seen so far. There's minor tweaks, but it's been good. Um, I also like to say a shout out to FIFA. Uh, now that the NWSL is on there, that's looking pretty good there. Um, players need to be a bit more accurate, though. Um, it's kind of getting the MLS treatment with player accuracy, but yeah, there is that. Of course, I think the big thing at this point we need to talk about, of course, is the international break. Uh, basically, we've got several players that have gone off to, to play. Um, and unlike, you know, most of the world, uh, we're not taking a break. We just play without them. Uh, league-wide, uh, records be damned. Uh, they're going for it anyway. Uh, and this is one of those sticking points that I've had for years with the league is, you want to be legitimate. You want to be a part of the world football community. This is kind of a mulligan. You have you have to go for it. You have to be like, okay, fine. Windows, respect it, move on. If you want the best product to be out there and you want to be seen as a legitimate league that has a good product, weeks like this are going to be a bit rough. Star players, the ones that really push the, the envelope in this league, many won't be here this week. And it will have its, its effect on the league. It's going to affect results. Uh, Several teams are missing about seven players, which just decimated their rosters. I think the ones I saw so far, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Atlanta, and Orlando, all are short by seven. Now, some are reserves. I get that. But it's still a lot of guys missing uh, in the lead up to a match. It's not a healthy thing. For us, we are taking a pretty heavy hit. Denny Buanga. We'll be representing Gabon. Congratulations to him. He deserves to be there. Cifuentes and Palacios are with Ecuador on a trip to Australia. Shout out to Bam. Bam's actually going to be going to that match. That's right. With his air still ringing from seeing, seeing Cypress Hill, uh, he'll be making that happen, and he'll give you guys a heads up from over there. And then uh, Danilo Maldonado, who he's new with us, right? 
Uh, he is playing for Honduras, his national team. They deserve to be there. They should be there. I'd like to see even more of our guys go. Uh, that's the hope. And we do have plenty of that eventually will when the games get a little bit more serious. But it shouldn't come at the expense of our club, right? Uh, playing matches at the same time. It's just, it's not respectful to the international game. And, and it's sad not to see teams at full strength. Tony, do you want to jump in on this as well? Because it's, it's, it is a frustrating situation. No, it is a frustrating situation, but this is like, again, MLS with international breaks and how they work it out. It, it happens, of course, all leagues are the same way in like Premier League and stuff like that. Like Messi right now is in Argentina getting his World Cup. All of them got World Cups, which was kind of crazy that I saw, but I don't know. I've never seen that before, but it's crazy. Um, uh, for, I'm a, sorry for butchering his name. Still trying to figure it out. Um, Moldado actually played yesterday. If for with Honduras mm -hmm. on BMO, so with us, you know, against El Salvador, so it was kind of cool to him actually experience what playing on that pitch is feel, felt like, you know, instead of just warming up. So again, Buanga, I'm okay with. We, he's going to be a very tough workhorse. It's going to be that's can't really take him away from his national team. Su Fuentes and Palacios, pretty much. This is a lead up to when and if we sell them in the summer market to like see how how good our depth is and what pieces we need moving forward um so that's about it for them again doesn't hit us too hard as usual but i know in coming in the coming months when international breaks happens we'll see what happens moving forward well, it makes this tough also. Again, 60 games potentially this year and players leaving for internationals. Our, our international players are going to have really tired legs by the end of the year when you add in all of it together. It's going to be tough. Uh, as expected as for a national player, it's just at this point, it's, it's getting a little bit ridiculous with how many games are going to be on the calendar. And yes, Nations League is a big reason why. And a lot of us are like, what's the big deal about Nations League? It does have an effect on your world rankings. It has an effect on your seeding when it does come to World Cup. Uh, it does follow you. So it is important to take these games seriously because they do count for something. I know the competition is not the most familiar to all of us. It's still kind of new, but it it's there. It's happening. And I think they've already announced that the Nations League semifinal and final will be in Vegas. Another thing that came up from the international window. Um, so that's interesting as well. We'll cover those later. You know, we'll get into it as the games are going, but, uh, Definitely, we'll, we'll keep an eye out and talk about the international play for our, for our boys going overseas. Um, don't think that Dallas is is totally unscathed. We'll talk about who's missing from them as well. But before we do that, let's talk about some other things that have come up as well. Um, outside of breaking news, of course, the match, the last match we played. I know we don't have to cover like two games and get all con uh, contested with it. But basically, we went to Seattle against the third-ranked team in the West, who had an entire week of rest against us who had like three days uh, and we still came out and earned ourselves a draw, which is not something to laugh out or even to be honest, feel bad about uh, your, your tired legs. You learn to draw against the Sounders who are the contender with us in the West, right? St. Louis is doing great, but they still an expansion side. It's a long-term situation. And yes, they're on a rush right now. Their games haven't been against the most difficult opponents. Yes, one was tough, but still, uh, the Sounders are going to be here at the end. You already know that. They are who they are. 
Uh, so this is a good test for us under the circumstances. Um, going into the game, of course, the lineups were were modified slightly uh, for us. Of course, McCarthy was in goal. Long came back, as did Murillo. You had Palencia on the right and Palacios on the left. Uh, midfield was anchored by Sanchez with Tillman and Acosta. Up top, you had Vela, Apoku, and Buanga. So really, one of our stronger lineups under the circumstances uh, with certain players needing to rest as expected. Now, for Seattle, it's pretty much typical from what we, th we thought we would see, except that Rui Diaz finally got himself in the lineup and started. So he was up top, supported by uh, Rusnak and Lodero. Uh, roll down on the right, Morris on the left, Jao Paulo, of course, their defensive central midfielder. Uh, Reagan and Gomez were their center backs. Roldan was their right back, Tolo left back as expected, and Fry in the mix. That was their starters. Now, Tony, I know it was a a a draw, right? But there's still things we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Go for it, man. Um, pretty much, like I said, we'll talk about the first half and really nothing really happened besides a lot of yellow cards, like 31st minute, 35th minute, uh, Pablo Sviena gets a yellow, a yellow card for the bad foul. Again, we tired legs. We looked like we were still trying to wake up long weekends, like the long, what, four day, like four games four, and like three and a like, half, four days. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Day game that helps too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So doing that. And then the most interesting one, which was kind of funny, it shouldn't have gotten to a fight, but Aaron Long kind of poked at the keeper, hit ball. But it's, again, as most people say, if you're not defending your goalkeeper, then you have to question your goalkeeper. And Seattle, again, decided to defend him. And we got Aaron Long with a yellow card, Tolo with a yellow card, Maria with a yellow card. I feel like Mario was about to fight somebody if you saw that video. It was kind of funny, but <laughs> um, and then the last one was a uh, uh, rush neck with a another bad fall at the 45th minute, and yeah, that's pretty much how the first half ended. Was a very slow. Again, we're all they were all our players were very tired. Seattle had again. I don't know what Seattle was not playing with because they were the, with the one with the fresher legs, but I feel like. They were trying to go for the counterattack more than trying to press us. And we absorbed it pretty well. So, Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that they would come in, especially with the overload in midfield, um, that they should be dictating the game. Now, they did carry possession. They had nearly 60% by the, thing, the time this ended. Uh, in, in truth, I, I kind of expected us to be more of the counterattacking side. Still have to play up high, right? You can't give them time on ball. And I think we did the job there. We didn't give up much. And that, that's a big deal under the circumstances. But the fear was, of course, as it got down the line. Now, in terms of the fight, I got to be honest, that's all on the goalkeeper. Uh, he didn't have a hold of the ball. He didn't. I'm sorry, but it was still open to hit. There was not control. You, you can't call that control. And if you're not going to do your job and protect the ball, then you're going to expect to get a toe poke. What a shock. Yeah, you're getting mad about it, but guess what? Do the job of it better. Right? I mean, it's it, it it's Fry. He always has a mo an odd moment every game. That's his way. Yes, he's done a lot for them, but still, he has these weird situations he gets himself into. I don't blame Long for doing it. If anything, it helped us to get some fire under our belly. Right. 
to keep mm-hmm. fighting for this thing and, and have a real reason. You don't need to get much to get excited when you play Seattle. We've we've got a, a testy history with them. It just kind of showed. You know, they had something to prove. We had something to defend, ultimately, right? We've got that that favorites tag already on us, and Seattle's the one trying to unseat us now. So you have to expect that on their home ground. Uh not much else in it to be honest in the first half except a, a proper chess match really uh wasn't that pretty it wasn't but it was effective in what we needed to do in our game plan that would be my take uh tony what about second half second half was a little bit we got our second win or fifth six whatever when we have left at this point because again running on fumes at this moment a couple more yellow cards um Buanga with one at the 84th minute. And the one that stood out the most is our one opportunity chance where we, I honestly thought we should have got three points. I'm happy with the the draw, but this was the opportunity in the 87th minute. Opoku had a left footed shot from the center of the box and it's high wide to the right. It Cifuentes had it perfectly. Opoku just couldn't put it away. And that was the major opportunity where we could have, instead of taking one point, which I'm okay with, again, if you would have, again, me and you both had the conversations, like, I'm happy with one. Everyone asking us at the brewery was like, win, win, win. I'm like, I'm happy with the draw. I'm happy with the points. Long season. Let's go. But that showed Opoku's Opoku's age, Opoku's form, again, not seasoned as much as Buanga, Vela, to put it away. So we should have gone out with three. And unfortunately, we came out with one. But overall, we came out with points and didn't drop them, unlike old LAFC of past, where we would have probably not been in this game, lost some points, and been like, oh, well, it's early in the season. We'll make it up somewhere else. Well, in truth, we went for the win against Alawalense, right? And it cost us. Right. Going aggressive, trying to push, 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 push. And it cost us on the counter in this game was a very different approach, because if you tried to maintain that energy, we would have crumbled in the second half. Guaranteed legs are tired. You cannot play that way. The fact that we got an opening late in this game, I think, played into exactly what we wanted from this game. Get the odd chance, make it happen. Get the job done. Finishing is key. This is what's hurting us. It hurt us against Alawalense. It hurt us in this game. It hurt us in the first half when we were in Costa Rica. Finishing is becoming a minor, minor issue. Um, it will become major as the competition gets tougher, as teams get more rounded. You know how teams change their approach when it gets to August, September. It changes. It gets a little more tight. Your chances will dwindle when teams start getting that way and getting a little more careful with what they do. Uh, you're not going to get this free-flowing opportunity. Now, in terms of shots, we had 10, only three made it on goal. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. We'll talk about Dallas in a bit. They run a bit more efficient, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a little while. Uh, Same thing with Seattle. They would be complaining, too. They had four on on goal, right? 11 shots. Um, In truth, yes, Opoku should have put that away. He also had the opportunity to pass it off to uh, Buke. I really didn't think that was a bang-bang play where he could have done it. I know Buick was like, hey, right here, right here, after the fact. But if you watch the way the play went out, I expect the striker to hit it. I do. I do. Yes, it's great to have that pass. But 
he had an open goal pretty much. If he puts it even four feet off the ground, any elevation on that, I don't, I don't think a save happens. He didn't finish. Um, and this has been kind of a broken record for a Pokua uh, this year um, is the chances. Even the easy ones aren't, aren't falling for him. Um, Gameplay was a little bit better from him in this, but again, the finishing just wasn't there and it cost us. It did cost us for this. I'm with you, but I'll still take the draw. I think that was what I thought we were going to go away with anyway. Um, I thought it made sense and it would still be kind of a victory because of the situation. Now, in terms of expected goals, we had 1.21. They had 1.38. Again, splitting things down the middle in terms of this. There wasn't much to see from it, but if you have it, you got to do it right. You got to take your chances. So that that's really the story from this. Anything else you want to add to you before we throw it up to our uh, supporters? Um, honestly, I feel like this game where we were kind of waiting to the last minute to score and put it and go for the draw should have been the game against Alouenza instead of, and then what we did against them, you know, just flip this flip the game plan on both on both games because this is what we needed to do to secure making it into the quarterfinals again we would have either or it doesn't matter we made it we had a good enough but to rest we should have done that but it's i'm not the i'm not the head i'm not the manager uh dolo is going to do what dolo does and this is why we dolo has charge of it because and won us a cup so there might be something that he saw that he wanted to do so who knows i mean whether you win lose or draw if you if you move for 90 minutes you're going to be fatigued it does exactly. not matter what the result is you're still fatigued so fatigue is going to happen no matter what um it's more of just leaving it out there right so let me throw it to you guys get your reactions on this match and of course any other comments you want to throw in please do um this is our favorite moment when we get to talk to you guys you're the reason why we're here. This is why we do this. So uh, let's see who's on tonight. Uh, looks like we've got Jibble first in the mix. Bam, the traveling man. Uh, getting to see Cypress Hill. That must have been awesome. I can't wait for you to give us that coverage on our next episode. Uh, and uh, again, enjoy your vacation, sir. He's on vacation right now. So uh, we're hoping for it. Uh, I can't wait to see the photos of the Ecuador match. Good on you, man. Should be fun. Uh, Mark Lopez is in here. Our friends from Defenders are on as well. Uh, they give the Mia San Mia. Yeah, dude, I'm happy. I know. I I know, Phil, you're a Frankfurt guy. Eintracht Frankfurt's your side. But, uh, uh, hey, man, if, if we get some talent out of this, yeah, it's well, all good with me. Philly is a Frankfurt guy, but his family is Byron. So he has more history. He was in Frankfurt, so that was the team. But history-wise, with family, if you listen to the pod when they talk about it, he's a Byron through and through. So there we go. There, we're in the fam. There it is. Um, maybe one day some of our supporters will get a, a chance to sneak away to, to to Munich and and make that run. Uh, it's I've been there before. Philly's been there before. It's 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 a vibe, man, all the way. Uh, it says, Tony, you need to talk about the cats or see the cats. I mean, they got, there's one up top. Right up there in the corner. He's in his perch. He's ready. Yeah. He's going to pull like a, a drop there and, and, uh, get, uh, get Tony in the middle of the episode. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, Araceli, Hey, another busy, busy person. Um, yes, fam here. Uh, 
she's getting ready for for LAFC too, and the entire MLS Next Pro, as you know, she is covering them. Uh, yeah, so she has some updates when when things get a little bit slower for her. Uh, she is beyond busy. So uh, we wish wish you nothing but the best, Araceli. Um, let's see. Bam says he's not going to tonight's game. Will be a Tuesday game. All right, all right. And you'll, I know you'll give us the report, sir. Uh, Jose Bernal in the mix. Bam's also talking about Cypress Hill. Said it was amazing to see last night. Get a chance to meet him, unfortunately. All that way, man. Dang. Okay. But you at least heard him, right? And that was cool. That was the reason for going. So that definitely works. Um, Jose also mentioned the Saturday the subs will shine. We'll mention those subs because we're going to need them. With the international window, actually an injury that that I don't think has been covered too heavily, but it has come up. Um, yeah, definitely the subs are going to step up. Dave says that uh, Cypress Hill is also coming to the Netherlands. Dutch Dave in the mix. Love it, man. Love it. Um, and uh, yeah, Bounce says get tickets. It's worth every penny. Know it. There it is. So there's our comments for nights, everybody. We'll have another chance to do that. So do not, do not hesitate. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. I think you'll have some more things to say when we talk about the preview anyways, because there's so much going on. All right. So uh, we're quickly moving through the episode. I know. Nice and efficient today. Um, let me throw this over to our boy, Tony. You got some community news for, for us, man? Uh-oh, mic issues. Sorry, I was muted. My bad. <laughs> Not too much community news, but a lot of community news is the best way to say it. More club news than community. Um, the big community news, uh, club news is, of course, LAFC, LAFC 2 will has finally have the schedule. Their first game is this Saturday, a Sunday at Titan Stadium. Um, as you were, we were talking earlier again, tickets are what? $15 per like 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you can make it out on Sunday after Saturday's game, I suggest you highly go after that. It, um, we don't have a full roster yet. Um, RSLE actually sent me the notes of our active roster at the moment. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have two three midfielders two defenders and two forwards at the moment and a goalkeeper again that we just signed that was just posted as well so um we'll when you guys see the roster this will be the probably the first time maybe they'll release it beforehand but uh again this is pretty much lafc these are the minor leagues this is how it usually goes it's we run with it and everything like that. Um, I will personally not be going to that game. Unfortunately, I'll be at Kings night for 3252 night. That was mentioned a, a while ago through supporters. So I'll be there. If you catch me at the Kings game, supporting my Kings who are, have another team that I hate, dislike. <laughs> um, <laughs> Say hi to Bailey for us. I know Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> Bailey, have you noticed that all their all their teams has to have a mascot, except for yeah. the Lakers? Except for the Lakers, but like Kings has Bailey, Carson has. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, guys. They, yeah. They have the Cosmo, and then of course, 
as today where it was a meet and greet for for flex power tools at lowe's there's also another meet and greet which is actually a pretty cool one um it's a meet and greet with john mccarthy Ilya sanchez and max on march 26 from 1 to 2 p.m at my soccer store at 916 west burbank unit k in burbank california it um, it's literally off the freeway when you get to Burbank on, in downtown. Um, the reason they're doing this in 2022, the owner, Dennis Gill, and his daughter, Tiffany, tragically passed away. So to celebrate their legacy and the love of the beautiful game, they're hosting this, this meet and greet with them as well, with these people. And again, this is how, again, um, we, LAOC, as a club, reach out to community, support local soccer, and support the growth of it. So, if you have an opportunity to, you know, pay tribute to people who love the sport as much as we do, as we all do, go hang out with pretty much everyone's the MVP of the MLS Cup, the other MVP of the MLS Cup, Max, and the other MVP game-winning goal of the MLS Cup, <laughs> Ilya Sanchez. So um, that's about for community news. I just saw Dave Gomez. I have to mention this. LAFC, if you cannot make it, LAFC 2 will be on MLS Season Pass. You, if you want to see more in-depth on that, go to RSLE's Instagram story, and she's literally browses through the whole thing on her iPad of seeing all the games that are ready and available. There it is. Um, also... So you guys know when you head to Titan Stadium in Fullerton, that is where LAOC2 plays, parking is free. Um, they only charge during the week because obviously it's a school campus, but on the weekends, free and park right next to the stadium, and it's not that big a deal. I've been to several games there for many different years, talking like way, way, way back to like the salsa days and the US national team going there before it was cool to be an egos national team supporter i guess um there's a lot of history in that stadium for american soccer so us having an lafc2 there it's a pretty decent progression uh field conditions are pretty good i would say sitting higher is better than sitting lower just a quick tip also on the 3252 will definitely be there making some noise um you could kind of say that you know so it's a proving ground for those on the field it's a bit of a proving ground for those in the stands uh again it's not the north end, but you can definitely work some things out, and they should still be there in force. Should be good. Yeah, Tony. So RSLE, pretty much so you can get season tickets for all 14 games. It's $210. So if you are out there and need some more football in your life, season tickets are 210 for right now for 14 games. And uh, I'm hearing that if you're in the north end, there might be a discount link floating around. I'm just saying. So. Um, if you are in a supporter group, please reach out. Um, something's brewing. So there's that one, too. Uh, yes, Tony. Also, Amanda Panda has, um, for as we cover our sister club, because they're in our stadium, not that pretty. Um, Angel City is having their home opener on Sunday as well. So can't make Titans game. Go to Angel City. It's supposed to be a really cool event um they i forgot who the opener was don't really know her but they're gonna have a really cool opening ceremony for it and 
again, support women's soccer as well. Like it's they're fun. It's a fun atmosphere. It's a different atmosphere, but a fun atmosphere and overall to go. Agreed. It's good stuff for sure. Um, let's see what else. Did I, there's some. I, I think that's it for community news now. Just go out there if you can. I'm going to see if I can make it out as well. I definitely intend to. Um, it, it, it should be good. It should be good. So, all right. Uh, that brings us, of course, traditionally to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. And I know Bam's kind of taking the lead on this this season. It's my turn, everybody. I get to bore you with a history lesson, of course, when it comes to me and vinyl music. Uh, any music, I always go old school. And we're in Dallas. I think the last time we played Dallas, we were we were talking about uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I think, um, last time we went to Dallas. This time we're going to go older. You're like, wait, you know, older than that? Yeah, way old. Older than not, older than me. I know. There was music then? Yes. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Robert Johnson. You're like, but Robert Johnson's from like Mississippi, Delta Blues. He is. But where did he record his music? I know. Uh, mysterious. San Antonio and Dallas. Now, he only lived 27 years. I know the 27 curse. Um, had 29 songs recorded. That was it. Um, and really, it didn't come out completely popular and wide release until 1961, where they released his recordings from 36 and 37. Um, and it's called King of the Delta Blue Singers. Go check it out. Um, this is pretty much the first album to be inducted into the Blues Foundation Blues Hall of Fame. Um, 2007, Mojo Magazine ranked it six for the top 100 influential uh, records that changed the world. Why? Because it's the Delta Blues. It's the style. Everyone's pretty much followed after what he did. Um, listen to it. There are a lot of songs where you're going to be, wait, I've heard that from other artists. I had no idea it was him first in the 30s that, you know, they've made careers off of his music. Um, a lot of hooks, a lot of a lot of stuff you're going to notice that's been sampled uh, from that music. And so definitely go check it out. Robert Johnson, the King of Delta Blues Singers. Uh, it's totally worth a listen. So there we go. Yeah, threw it out there. Some mm -hmm. songs you might have heard of. Crossroad Blues, Sweet Home Chicago. Think of the Blues Brothers, guys. Um, mm -hmm. Love in Vain. So, yeah, they're, good history lesson there. And, yes, recorded in Dallas. Hence, the next transition, FC Dallas. That's right. FC Dallas is coming to town. We got a tough game on our hands. I know some are thinking it's going to be some kind of walk in the park. They're thinking of last year's Dallas team. What happened to Dallas last year is not what you're going to see from them this year. They were a much improved side, very attacking-minded. I'm not sure how much their top-end players are going to be here for the year. Um Someone might be sold halfway through. Don't be surprised. This is Dallas after all. But in the moment, in this time, it's a pretty strong side. They've been kind of up and down on record, right, Tony? Give us the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Where Where is Dallas at at the moment, and, and how are things looking for them? Um, Dallas is right, right neck and neck with us in Seattle. Seven points with the four games. Again, we still have a game in, in hand, but... Dallas is a very dangerous squad. I know some people are kind of writing them off, but they have a really strong goalkeeper who was on loan last year, and Dallas saw how much potential and how good he was. They signed him. And then, of course, we have to talk about their front three. Their front three is dangerous, and the person you have to watch with them, 
and it's not even Ferreira, it's Ariola. He creates everything. If he gets running and he gets everything moving, that front three becomes so dangerous because all their goals are in open field. It's not like hard fought. It's open field. And if you don't have someone on them, it's that first goal can turn into multiple goals really quickly. Yeah, they, they can transition on you very quickly. They can also maintain possession with this side. Um, they, they are actually top three in accurate passes so far this season uh, per match. So they're holding the ball pretty darn well in their matches, um, creating creating opportunities, uh, getting in behind. To me, the guy that I'm more worried about is, is Alan Velasco, uh, who is, I believe, their new DP. Um, the dude has a tendency to score wonder goals. I'm just telling you, you're not safe anywhere with this guy. Um, it's going to be trouble. And, of course, Jesus Ferreira is Jesus Ferreira, right? He's got three goals in four games. But there's Velasco, two goals in four games. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, and Ibiaka's got a goal already for them. Go figure, right? Mm -hmm. um, Ariala is the top assist man. He's got two, but it's spread pretty wide. I think there's six different players so far that have got assists for them. They will produce. They've got weapons. Their average goals per match, Tony? Average goals per match is... Uh... Wait, that was a 1.5. Yeah. No, 1.5. I was looking at the accurate passes for a second. I'm like, that does not make sense. 429 goals per, per game. No, it's, <laughs> it's 1.5 per game. Yeah, it's 429 passes a match accurate. Yeah. Um, I know. I know. It's 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 their approach this year, but they're averaging over a goal a game. One and a half, actually. So pushing towards the two side. Uh, that's production, guys. That's efficiency as well because their expected goals, check it out. They have six total goals. All goals are from open play. And their expected goals so far has been five total. So that's right. One more goal than chances or expected goals. So they are efficient. If you give them an opening, they have the players that will burn you. It's that simple. I know I said burn. I didn't mean it that way, but you know what I mean. And they're probably going to wear the burn jerseys too, which would be even funnier. Uh, so that's where they're at. I mean, this is not a team that you can that you can look around and go, hey, you know, it's Dallas. We've got a great record against them. We've got good history against them. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm not going to say that. Um, I can't say that. They Their roster still looks tighter than ours with so many players away. Our roster is better. We know this. But we have some hard questions to ask going into this. For them, there's only one real guy missing that that's interesting to me. Uh, but basically, uh, Pais will be back in goal again, as expected. Uh, Burgess and Martinez will be your center backs. They should be. Uh, Wamasi should be on the right. Farfan, old school Farfan, I know, should be on the left. And you're asking me, well, didn't they get a couple of our other defenders like Ibiaga and Escobar? They did, but Ibiaga... Escobar went to Houston. I got, I got yeah. thrown. I got my head thrown. Texas, um, Texas. Yeah, Texas thrown. Uh, Ibiaga, he hasn't really, you know, owned it yet. In truth, I think they thought he might, but he's still battling for a spot. That's the truth of it. Sario uh, Legette, familiar name for us. He's heard us many times, is in the lineup. And then uh, Pomacall, yes, he's been playing for them, but it looks like he has a hamstring injury. So we might not have to deal with him. Uh, according to Fat Mob, he's going to be out for this one. 
right, Tony? That looks pretty accurate, uh, which will <laughs> yeah. be a big question for them is who are they going to put in with Puma call going out? Now, the last match he went out and they put uh, Siki uh, Sabaling in. Don't know much about him, except, the, you know, they did have a wild game. We'll cover the highlights from that. Of course, Ferreira, Velasco, Ariola. It's got to be that way. It's going to be that way. Expect it to happen. This is a tougher team for us. You're like, well, haven't they, lose, haven't they lost people to international play? They got kind of lucky. They only lost uh, Antonio Carrera, a goalkeeper under 20. He wasn't expected to play. And Nolan Norris, an under, under 19 defender. That's not hurting too bad. Um, they got away with it pretty pretty easy, I would say. Um, their match against Sporting Kansas City, though, they did beat Sporting Kansas City 2-1. You're like, wait, aren't those guys like a dumpster fire this year? How could it only be a 2-1? to The story of that match, and I'm going to tell all of you, watch the highlights. This is one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. One, Apple TV got the color wrong, so everybody was like blue. It was really weird. Um, but check it out, because... Th- the highlights were were special, especially for their goalkeeper who had an adventure on the day. Tony, do you want to explain to them what went down in this match? Because that was wild. What was it like? Two penalty blocks, red cards, r- rescinded red card, red, red card again, rescinded again. It, it was just a wild game. It again. It I don't I don't know. It, it it's. This is like minor league kind of <laughs> refereeing at its <laughs> finest, or as we say, pro at its finest. But it was crazy, like how watching that. Just, uh, just watch the highlights or watch the full game on Apple TV, as you can see it. So, fans from both sides were raging after this game. That's how weird this thing was. And yes, the referee kind of had a, a day. Okay, um, and. Yeah, their goalkeeper basically was like a 1980s horror franchise where you keep killing him off and he keeps coming back. Yeah, red cards, rescinded red cards. He got busted for stopping a penalty by getting off the line by a little step. Um, And you think, okay, well, they'll bury it on the second try. No, he made an even better save on the second try. Uh, He was really the story in this match. Surviving, yes, but also being effective. Um, It's going to be a battle for us to beat him i'll say um i know what we can do i know we can beat them but he is pretty elite um he is a good goalkeeper their back line might be their only concern um it's not the most formidable uh they have moments you can beat them especially on the break uh especially on the wings so things that we can play into so as a, as well as their offense is as well as the passing is their issues are in the back. They are not settled in the back yet. So it should be interesting to see what we're going to do in this game. Now for us, the big story is who's missing, right? Where are we at? Um, It's, it's tough. It's tough because we've got guys on international duty. And then apparently uh, Acosta has been listed as a, as a day to day new news, right? Um, It says he has a knock. That's all we got. Um, so we don't know what it's going to be when he gets there, but it wasn't listed as out. It was just listed as a few days. So that's a day-to-day situation. Um, Tony, have you heard any more on that one? Nothing. Just pretty much was, was released today. Nothing more. Uh, we might get Acosta. This might be a perfect opportunity, uh, opportune time to rest him, even though like to 
just again to see what our midfield is really made out of and see if we what signings we need moving forward but again long season so i would say rest him even though if, if he's if he's game ready and he wants to play that's going to be up to the medical staff and uh dolo I think he's always ready, even when he's injured. Uh, it's just the Acosta way. Uh, question is, is it going to be a Chrysostomo day? <laughs> if that's, if that's what we're talking about. But uh, much. we'll get into the lineup. Yeah, we'll get up in the lineup. The other the other good news is Hollingshead announced that he's back um, and he's available for this match, which is super convenient now that Palacios is, is going on an adventure with his national team. It pretty much tells us what the lineup's going to be. Um, at least on the backside, right? I think there were, were no shock there. We know we know who the goalkeeper is going to be. No shock. Um, we're going to have McCarthy. The back line, the right side, I think it's going to be the same we saw against Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Tony? Same story? Um, I would say same story again with yeah. um, the defense. Uh is we have a really strong defense uh mls everyone in the mls circles seem like to think that we have a really strong defense questionable at times as we see it day to day again mls circles have to watch the full (laughs) the full league so we can be more (laughs) more critical about them uh aaron long i I feel is going to get a start on this one as well moving forward he did did a good showing against seattle and that was his rebound game for sure. Because, again, he's a national team, as I was explaining to everybody else. Um, it's okay for the young ends to make mistakes because they're still learning. But once you play for your national team and are a, a, a cons- consistently with your national team, there's no more, oh, you had a bad game. It's like you we, we, can, we can pass. It's no, it's you're playing national, you're playing national team level. You need to show up every single game. And if you have a bad game, you got a question of what what was the mistakes? What can I do better and move forward, get better? Yeah. Um, it, it could be long, it could be Chiellini, because Chiellini got the rest last week. But again, we have an entire week off, so everyone should be in pretty good condition that's listed as available. This is good news for us. Left side is gonna be Hollingshead. There's no question. He's left back. If he's ready to go, he's gonna go. Why would it be anybody else? The midfield is the tougher question. Sanchez, Tillman, expected to start, right? That's who's ready to go. It's the third man. Is it going to be Acosta? Is he going to be ready for this? Is he not? So Fuentes is gone. So what are your other options? Tough questions, right? Chris Estomo is listed, right? He will be available. Um, who else could play? Do you think of anybody else, Tony, if we can't get Acosta going? Um, let me see. I gotta look at the lineup from last game. But um, one of our young kids played midfielder instead of his natural position as striker. Duaneus. Yes, Duaneus came in. He covered for Acosta directly. Exactly. So, so I yeah, could see Duaneus coming in and playing midfield. Again, he's young, so it's he's not set in his ways, and it can play be a what we did with Blessing, where he was a winger, brought him back to the midfield, and put him put him into that position. So that could be a thing. Again, Chris Estomo is there. Mixed reviews with him all the time. He's been with us three times every time. He <laughs> it's every time he's been with us, it's not hasn't been like a crazy, oh my God, Chris Estomo, this is the next person to come out. It's always been he's there. He's yeah. he's he's on the field. He does his job. Nothing too fancy. Nothing too 
spectacular. You can replace him with anybody else and be fine. Hopefully he can have a breakout game, but what you're going to get from Chris Stumas is what we've gotten every time we call him up is there. Maybe make a mistake, maybe not make a mistake. Who knows? I can't call him a liability. He hasn't been a liability. No, yeah, um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Is he, he setting the world on fire? No. no. Um, he covers his role. Defensively, he's fine. Offensively, kind of safe. Um, I think it is where it is. He'll help us maintain possession if we're maintaining possession. He'll cover space as necessary. Um, is it a huge difference from Acosta? Yes, Acosta is a national player, right? Uh, he's an elite player for us. Cifuentes, elite. These are tough names to cover for. So um, hard ask for the kids that might be in there if Acosta can't go. Now, up top becomes the other story, but I don't think it's much of one outside of these guys need to get the job done. Vela's going to play. Vela's going to play. We know this already. Apoku, yep, he's going to play. Why would he not? This is who's available. And, of course, Buke would be the man to come in. Two young guys with Vela, who we've all been kind of looking at a little bit sideways lately uh, because of the finishing situation. I will say this. I know I've heard the Butte conversation already. I've had it with a lot of you guys. I will tell you that his ceiling has not been met. He's going to keep getting better. Things are going to play that play out for him. Um, yes, the finishing isn't what it is, but the creation definitely is. And for me, it's the creation that makes it so great with him is that he's always on the run. He's always moving. He's always making himself available. He's been looking good. The passes have been good. But he hurries things in the final third. Youth. That's what this is. He'll find his way. Apoko, on the other hand, there's been moments where he's not shown up. Um, he's been a little bit too quiet. Um, opportunities have been missed. Um, a lot of inconsistency from him in his total play, as well as the finishing situation. I would have bigger questions for him going into this one than I do for Buke. That's where I am at right now. I know what Apoko can do. We've seen it. Uh, but this year, I haven't seen that the full tilt uh, of Poku. I think one match, he really looked dialed in. The other ones, it's been moments, good moments. Um, Buke, it's been purely the finishing conversation. So, uh, yeah, that that is the story. That's where I see it. Tony, when you're looking at the lineup, what are your big questions? What are your big concerns? Just to see Opoku and Buke, as you said, like how they're going to go. Um, midfield is going to be the question as well. Uh, the to be honest again this is like a surprises defensively we don't really have any questions it's just how strong are we going to go against the against the Dallas front three because they run the same for, form uh, same formation as we do in say, possession wise again mirrored but more experience on our end than their end because they're young guys but then the, my biggest concern is who are going to be the substitutes in this game because I know not all can make full 90 and if they can they'll do it but with any game tactical wise you have to you know sub in to change the momentum of the game the pace of the game so who are who are, is going to be the the 12th person in the 13th person in the 14th person in moving forward moving forward on this game that's going to be the toughest situation if somebody goes down somebody gets a knock it's thin it's then you're looking to the kids at this point and we do have some good young players. So this will be a nice day to test them on the road in Dallas. I guess they won't be playing for LAFC too this week. Right. Um, listen, to, 
quick red eye flight back. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit a little bit rough. Um, in that case, we have to hope the guys stay healthy. Uh, minute management is going to be really difficult for this match. Uh, but don't be surprised if Torres gets some time, guys. I kind of expect it for this match. I think we're going to see him this time. I do. I do. Um, Duenas, if he's not the starter, he's definitely going to be somebody that's going to come in later, right? We know this. We figure on it. So the kids, it's their time to shine. If anything, these call-ups have forced us into this situation. Like I said, I'm beyond annoyed at the situation, um, but we have these players for a reason. They're on the roster for a reason. They're trusted for a reason. Now it's their chance. That's how this beautiful sport works. The young kids get a chance. They shine. Who knew about a Poku, right? I mean, there's a lot of names that were created here um, that you didn't know and then proved themselves. So here we go again. Um, some other thoughts um, about this match. Just looking at the way the matchup is. Tony, do you want to talk about some head-to-head -head, uh, connections for this one? Head-to-head, mm, -head, honestly, it's pretty much... Ooh, I got to go back down. I went too far off. I was looking at the score. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, line up. Yes, line up, line up. Uh, okay, head to head, um, four wins, two two draws, two and two losses against them. Where, like I said, they haven't won, haven't won an away game. Dallas hasn't won an away game, so helps us moving forward. And we the the last time we haven't drawn the last four matches against each other, as you remembered. In Dallas, we it was a fun game, but expect expect either a loss or a win at, at this moment in time. Again, we don't do predictions here. You'll never get me to do a prediction ever. You can ask me every time, and I'm just going to be like, nope, don't do it. So it's going to be fun game. We also don't lose back-to-back -back games at home. Yep. Good luck finding it. I don't even think we have. <laughs> really uh it's been look once, for it been once it it's rare it's yeah. very rare and it's in this team that we have now um back-to-back -back games ain't our vibe we don't lose like that we don't get into streaks that way so um we'll see what happens um now they're ranked fifth in goals scored but 27 in shots on target i know weird um we're what well, ranked 30 in goals, right? 2.3 a game. We've been flying, of course, thanks to Denny Buanga. Um, so that's going to be a hard ask for us. Um, we've had a couple penalties already because of how we play. Really, really going to be a hard ask for us. Um, but but we'll see. Um, you know, should be fun. Should be a fun Saturday night. Home cooking always wins for us. We know this. We're just a different team at home. Uh, should be a fun night. That's for sure. I'll be there. Tony will be there. We'll make it happen. Uh, Tony, anything else you want to add to this before we throw it out to the community and see what they got to say? Um, get there early. Have fun at the tailgates. There is going to be a little fundraiser that Querbles are doing. Um, more information will be posted once I get a little bit more info on it. It's a very, it's for a good cause. It's for one of our brethren. So, um, and you get food out of it too. And then of course, we'll also, um, the BA will be having some food there as well. So if you get hungry, so get there early, it'll be our first proper tailgate. I do not know if Christmas tree lane is going to be available again because the rain we've turned into Seattle of all the rain, 
but they will do have their fan fest. So I don't know if they'll do that on Christmas Tree Lane or move it to Pepsi Center, uh, Pepsi Plaza. As far as I know, it is at Christmas Tree Lane. Um, the fan fest will be there. Um, it sounds like we'll be back home for this one. Okay. That's what it sounds like. Um, that will be back on the grass. I don't know how muddy that grass is going to be. I don't know if we're going to have any tornadoes in the process. Uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> who knows these days? Um, but yeah, we're, we're going back home, guys. It's going to feel a lot more like a home game. It felt weird these last few weeks. So it should look a little bit more like an LAFC match day, uh, more traditional. So be there. Be there. Uh, games, of course, in the evening, so it'll be a very long tailgate. So definitely pace yourselves. Be smart about that, since it's going to be a long, our first long, real long Saturday, right? Um, in Christmas tree lane. So yeah, uh, should be fun. Tony will be there. I will be there eventually. Um, but you know us, we get to work early in the north end because it's our vibe. So we will see you guys there. That is for certain. All right, I'm going to throw it out there. Get some information from you guys. Let's see the comments. Um, boom, 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 boom. Defenders is having fun. Um, all the wins come from being down. That is a good point. And then they come back and have fun. Yes. Uh, Dave says this time to see a Poco finish and for Buick to get good minutes and score. They're going to grow, you know, they're going to get better, especially Buick. I think we're going to see more growth from him than even a Poco, but you know, a Poco, what a Poco can do when he's confident. Um, this is their chance. This is their chance. Jonah B, Dallas who? Exactly. Coming to BMO. You know what we do at BMO. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Araceli is, is feeling sad about the SKC game against Dallas. Yeah, it was, a, it was a hard, it was a hard loss for SKC. That's for certain. They, they hard luck as it gets. Um, as defender says, they wish that she could forget SKC altogether. But when it's your home, it's your home, guys. And we've always said support your home sides. It's expected. Um, yeah. Ooh, bam. Poku, uh, to score Buke. I think he's trying to say, which one do we think it's going to be? I don't care as long as one of them do. Maybe they both will. We'll throw that out there. Maybe our whole front line pops one this game. Maybe Hollingshead back in the lineup. You know what he can do, uh, gets that shot, but I don't know. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. No matter what. Who's available for our side? I'm feeling good. Araceli, well said. Says the defend the day I moved to LA is when I'll forget about SKC. So there it is. Don't say it too loud. You got a lot of friends over there, Araceli. <laughs> Pick one. Hey, there it is. Um, but you've got distance. I get it. I get it. Uh ooh. Bam says you got to pack your football boots for tailgating at Christmas tree lane. You might need your rubber boots. That might be the better option, but yeah, I'm playing a mud game at Christmas tree lane. That sounds like fun, right, Tony? Oh yeah. I have some new boots. I need to break in. So maybe I'll do that if I make it there early after work, but I'll, I'll <laughs> do that. That's hilarious. No, I dude, kicking the ball around has always been fun there, especially with that no soccer sign. I love kicking the ball around just because that sign is there. Somebody, I, I don't get it why it's still up there, but it's there. Um, ooh, Ox says, Araceli, SKC who? This is from a guy that's actually living in Kansas, people. I know, right, Ox? Late nights for both of you. Again, beyond happy that you both are on here tonight. Right? Those guys are tough. They, you know, middle of the night for them. 
Oh, Smalls is throwing up the predictions. Here he goes. He says we will win 2-0. Home match, home cooking, home vibes. I like I like the way you think, sir. I'm not predicting 2 nothing. Ask Ulysses from uh, BNG now that he's back up again. So happy to have him producing content again for BNG. Uh, when I predict, things go wrong, so I don't predict. I can, I'll can i predict. I'll go as far as to predict expected goals. Our XG will be two and a half. Um, I can go that far with it. But I defensively, it will be our story. At least I think. If we're settled, we're fine. All right. Anything else we're going to throw out there? I think that's it for the comments. Thank you guys for doing that, of course. Please like the show. Follow us. Follow us on Twitter. That seems where the most love is at. I think we hit 4,500 today. You guys are amazing for supporting us for all this time and, and, and building it up. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Instagram at us as well. Follow, follow Facebook crew. I know y'all are out there. I'm seeing the, I'm seeing it because we do air this thing on, on Facebook live as well. Thank you for supporting there as well. But yes, definitely. Thank you for all that you guys do. Love it. All right. Anything else you want to add for Dallas, Tony, before we move on? What I always say about Dallas, I can't say it as in. Tony has no love for Dallas. No love. No love for no Dallas. Love at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so there it is, guys. We threw it out to you guys, Dallas. I might have said some weird things in the process, but uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, let's get ready for it. Thank you, everyone, for the comments that you've made today. Um, right? We're ending it right on time here. Of course, tradition is as it dictates. So I'm going to throw this to Tony. He's going to have his last word. Fire away, my friend. Um, I'll start off with, with Bam, since he's not here, as he put it in the comments. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. So what that means is reach out to a friend, play video games, Discord, watch movies together. Mandalorian, Ted Lasso. There's a new character that's a very sim- familiar face if you haven't seen the new episode. Top notch, <laughs> top notch style. Yes, top notch style. <laughs> um, so you know, just have conversation, make sure everything else. I know it's very difficult. Um, I'm personally going through it right now with my family, as some of you have known and follow me on social media. My uh, my cousin or my sister, again, we, as Latino family, we're very close knit. My cousins were my brothers and sisters. She passed away at 34 of pancreatitis. So with that being said, remember, don't over drink. And this is why it's okay to be okay. Because I know I'm, I'm at fault for this of over drinking and I am 31 days sober for Lent, which has been really good for me. So remember to check up on people and you never know what they're going to. It may look like they're having a a fun time and they're going through it, but sometimes they need the conversations and, and you can prevent things like this or, you know, from them to feel like they're not alone because it does get lonely. You know what I mean? You feel like you're alone. There's no one around, but it's okay to be okay. Just, just reach out. Or have some, or you know, yourself, if you're feeling okay, just reach out to your friends to check them, even if they're they're doing fine. You never know, and that's the best way. And then my final say, um, I'll just say it: fuck Dallas. So that's my final <laughs> say. There it is. Love for you all. 
but F Dallas. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna double back on what Tony's saying. Like, look out for each other, especially these days. Um, check in with your family. Um, know that this this time in this world is very temporary. Um, so don't miss the moments. If you can't miss the moments, don't miss them. Um, be there for them. Be there for each other. Um, enjoy enjoy your time with your family. That's ultimately it. And of course, your LFC family loves you. So definitely, we can't wait to see you guys out there this weekend, and maybe at Fullerton too. Hey, double LAFC. What could go wrong with this, right? Um, so yeah, we hope to see you guys making it out there, making noise for the black and gold, no matter what the level we're playing. So that is a beautiful thing. Uh, to everyone making the comments today, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know it's another late Thursday. Game coming quickly. We're grateful for it. We really are. Um, other things, of course, uh, thinking of you, Mo. I know today was a tough week for a lot of us. Um, love you, man. Wish we could have more conversations, that's for sure. But um, I know you're looking down on all of us and looking out for all of us. So all love, brother. Uh, I think on that note, it's time to uh, to call this. Tony, what's our final word? Stay golden, Los Angeles. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>